right, greetings, friends. It is Thursday, July 27th. It's Chapo coming at you. And uh, gentlemen, I would like to begin this episode by taking a trip to the city of Washington, D.C. But before I do that, I suggest that we consider the fact that much like we as observers sometimes watch and even visit the city of Washington, D.C., our pale blue dot is experiencing being visited as well. That we are, in fact, now being visited by alien intelligences who are crashing their faster-than-light-speed spaceships into America. Only America. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Something about America, just, I don't know, the, the, the GPS gets fucked up, 5G, whatever it is, they keep only crashing into the United States. Yeah, that's right. We're, we're talking UFOs uh, to start things off today. Uh, you know, obviously, there is just yet another like congressional hearing on ufos on ufos and it, uh, you know all the these sort of like government whistleblowers talking about non-human biologics that they've recovered from craft and things like that to which i gotta say picks or it didn't happen absolutely Matt, you were absolutely 100 percent right about this stop telling me about this shit and show me some of this shit before i fucking start caring at all but instead, we got to hear from these these quote unquote whistleblowers who can like barely hide their shit eating grin as they tell you about this shit. And then it's just like, oh, yeah, all, all my alien friends are just outside frame having the time of their life. All my and rowdy like, alien friends are coming <laughs> over tonight. <laughs> what a dick tease. I am so sick of this shit. I am so sick but of this. under about- oath. <laughs> oh, all right. Like so is fucking Oliver but, like, North. Who gives a shit? <sighs> <laughs> and like also the like the the phrasing of the way they say this shit they were like uh non-human biologics were recovered that's just that, that could mean they scraped some bacteria off the wreckage of like a spy plane along with the i don't know uh, the internal organs of the fucking test pilot that doesn't mean anything yeah i need to see them call to the stand to call before congress an actual alien I need I need them to interview an alien who has been in custody, and I need Marjorie Taylor Greene to show him a big picture of Hunter Biden's death, <laughs> and I need her to ask him what he thinks about it. I need the intergalactic take on Hunter's hog. Yeah, and like I, I don't want to hear from any more of these whistleblowers. I want to hear from a gray. Yeah, until I see maybe until a Nordic, I see foot- <laughs> maybe a reptoid. I don't. I'm not picky. It just needs to have like fewer than five fingers. Or more. Or show me the, just not or show me the alien spacecraft. Or show me the cool shit you've reverse engineered from the alien spacecraft. You know, yeah. I just I, I want to see. I just it's, I'm not gonna. I'm not taking any of this shit seriously until I see a gray smoking weed, and I want him to testify about the existence of Lisa Ann clones in deep underground <laughs> military bases. I mean, people are gonna like. I do think though, people kind of get too like paranoid about this stuff. Like they're like they say. Oh, this is all they're manufacturing consent for space force funding. And it's like they don't need they to just, manufacture anything. <laughs> what is the just, what is the uh powerful coalition opposing rising defense spending? Does not they exist. Just, they just wheeled in Diane Feinstein's corpse to fucking uh re-up the Pentagon's budget. They don't need to come up with a story this this this, this cockeyed. Yeah, and they don't um, need to distract from any other stories. We're all perfectly distracted. I honestly think the best explanation for this is like they're everyone involved in this is just entertaining themselves because they got to do these jobs. And most of it is, you know, soul destroying or or meaningless. Uh, So wherever they can, you know, make it a little fun. They do. This is like governmental casual Friday. This is like wearing a wacky sombrero to uh to karaoke on friday night hey let's have an alien uh uh let's have an alien uh committee hearing that'll be fun right yeah because like usually congressional testimony is so fucking boring and you can tell that they're they're you know off to they're they're a little nemo in slumberland having to hear about <laughs> appropriations and shit like that i want to hear t- tell me about the fucking grays and all the cool yeah. shit that they've you know shared with us or or the war between the grays and the reptiles, the reptoids. Yeah, give me an alien autopsy. If if you guys, if you have a body, then you have definitely have footage of the body. Just even if it's fake, I don't care. Just put a little goddamn effort into it. 
I feel like we talked about this on the show, but it just goes to like how far we've fallen from like the 90s era of like X-Files mm. alien investigations. Cause like that absolute cornball alien autopsy shit on Fox, mm-hmm. they showed you something. At they, least like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was like you could see the alien body. It's amazing. Whereas, People are like, why are what there's proof of government uh uh there's proof of aliens and you guys are all everyone's blase about it. It's like yeah, this is no more evidence than the alien autopsy was, and at least that looked cool. It wasn't just some fucking nerd taken away from his fucking D&D campaign to tell you about biologics that they've recovered. Uh, apparently, the people that testified before Congress have some uh, uh, other interesting views about manifesting orbs, the Vatican, and other dimensions, to which I say, I mean, good, I'd like to hear more. I would like to hear a lot more about all that stuff. Show me the orbs. Transport me somewhere. Get me off of here. Get me out of here. <laughs> Beam me up. Beam me the fuck up already. R.I.P. James Trafficant, one of the realest ones. <laughs> um, but I will say though, uh, Matt, you said like, yeah, like this is sort of um, this is like a uh, yeah, casual Friday for like uh, the like or like the bee watching job for like the dumbest members of Congress. <laughs> yeah, they give them a. We're gonna give you the UFO appropriation committee. Meanwhile, you know all, all the 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 ninety year olds who run our government. They're like they're deciding tax policy and you know yeah. military budgets and shit like that. But I will say, this this UFO hearing, it did one. It did it did bring one very interesting piece of information to light that I'm glad the American public and myself am now aware of. And that is GOP representative Nancy Mace. Hello, ma'am. Hello. Hi. Will Meneker here at Chapo Trap House. <laughs> no, it's like uh, she, she had her breakout moment on, on the UFO, the UFO committee. And just today I saw her speaking at Tim Scott's prayer breakfast where she regaled the, t- the crowd with a tale about not having sex with her husband. I was getting picked up at 745. Patrick, my fiance, tried to pull me by my waist over this morning in bed. And I was like, no, baby, we don't got time for that this morning. Uh, I got to get to the prayer breakfast and I got to be on time and a little TMI. But um, not her husband. See, that's what's wild. It's her fucking fiance. Oh, it's her fiance of, at the pair at the prayer breakfast. She's like, my oh, fiance was wow. Like so that is actual me, and he sin. wanted to get in it. And I'm like, no, I don't have time. I got to go to the prayer breakfast. And that really tells you that we have left the fucking Ralph Reed bullshit far in the rear view. Nobody gives a shit anymore about even uh, the appearance of like uh, Christian propriety anymore. Like if you trigger the libs, it does not matter what you do otherwise. Oh, she's triggered me. All right. Do you like, do you like not, are you not allowed in the Tim Scott prayer breakfast if you've had sex in the last 30 days? <laughs> yeah. I mean, she knows her, she knows her audience. I mean, people were like, what a weird thing to say at a prayer breakfast, but not at the Tim Scott prayer breakfast. It's a little wacky over there. Yeah. I'll no, I, you're not allowed to have sex in the last 30 years uh, to go to the Tim Scott prayer breakfast, just like Tim Scott, apparently. And you know what? As long as you're talking about religious faith, Chris, can we cue up that clip of Donald Trump? Any clip where Donald Trump is directly asked about his Christian oh, beliefs. It's and so good. Any, any question where Trump is asked about the existence of God is the best fucking Donald Trump. So let's just cue up that clip. It's, it's kind of long, but it's a good one. My question is, how has your faith grown since you decided in 2015 to run for president? And who has mentored you in your faith journey? Great question. Such a great question. You know, I've seen so much heartache and turmoil. I was a developer and I did other things and, you know, I had a wonderful, I had a wonderful life before all this stuff. I didn't know what a grand jury was. I didn't know what a subpoena. What is a subpoena? I had a wonderful life. I'm so glad. They asked me the other day a little different question. Are you glad you did it? Was so You had a great life. Are you glad you did it? I couldn't be more glad. I am so happy I did it because I've made America great. We can do it again. Right now we don't. We are not a great but I've gotten to know because of this evangelicals I, I mean I know so many people and they feel so good about themselves and their family and they base it on religion I had never had that kind of an experience where I got to know so many and Franklin Graham and Paula White I mean, <laughs> Graham? Many Franklin Graham Graham's kid couldn't get that one out evangelicals uh, you know, when I look at the Catholic faith, you take a look at what the FBI, no, but look at what the FBI is doing to Catholics. 
They've made them like the enemy. They've made them. It's, it's horrible. <laughs> How could a Catholic ever vote for a Democrat or a guy like Biden again after the experience that they're going through? But I've met some of the finest people that I wouldn't have had the privilege of meeting if I weren't president. And they're religious leaders. And they really are incredible people. <laughs> it's just... Jesus Christ, he did everything right, and they crucified him. They, <laughs> they crucified him. him. <laughs> he had such a good life. He had such a good life. He was a carpenter. Many, I've, I've seen many great chairs he made, uh, but they, they crucified him. I like he when he's a carpenter, but no, just like me, he decided to make Judea great again. <laughs> I like when Trump like um, uses that term when he talks about how great of a life he had, because it's it's usually very wistful. Like my yeah, favorite yeah. Trump quote is when he was um, like his last Pennsylvania rally before the election. And he went, look at those trucks over there. Those are such great, beautiful trucks. I've had such a great truck. I've had such a great life. What if I just rode away in one of those trucks and I never came back? <laughs> By the way. Nice trucks. You think I could hop into one of them and drive it away? I'd love to uh, just drive the hell out of here. Just get the hell out of this. I had such a good life. My life was great. And it's like it's like if he wrote a Mitski song. <laughs> I also like that. Um, basically, it's just like all he talks about is how great this country was before he was president. And just yeah. like how much fun everyone was having, how good everyone felt about themselves. But I mean, it's like okay, like the, this 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 woman. You can like see her like uh, tremors, like as she like to, uh, grabs the mic to ask him this question about, you know, what like uh, who guided you on your religious journey? Like how 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 important is faith to you? And he just immediately starts talking about being a real estate developer again. It's just, uh, it's. It's the best. And he's like, I never, you know, I, as president, uh, I've, I've met so many people and they're so happy. And it's because of religion. It's because of their religion. I never knew that. I never knew that. But they're great people. And I have an opportunity to meet so many of them. The evangelicals. I love them. <laughs> and what, like this shit he's talking about with like the Catholic Church is like, this is this thing that like congressional Republicans keep trying to. It's like they keep trying to talk about Somebody some FBI wrote a memo. memo. Some FBI guy wrote a memo because he saw a scary based Twitter account where he had like a bunch of those little icons and he fucking emptied his bladder. That was about it. Yeah, like what the, the persecution of Catholics in America. How could any how could any Catholic vote Democrat? Um but I'd like to uh I'd like to talk about uh, two other uh, a couple other incidents that happened in uh, Washington DC this week. The first of which is Mitch McConnell shitting himself on camera. He did a doo-doo. He doo-dooed all over. He, he shitted out it. of his doo-doo ass, as we say on this show. He he pulled the he pulled a Nadler. He pulled a Nadler. Yeah. And people are like, you know, I mean, like there's a you've probably seen the clip. It's just he's like at some sort of in the rotunda, supposed to give a press conference, and then like he just sort of glitches out. He just gets paused, like <laughs> Adam Sandler's click just hits pause on him. But like he's not if you look at his face, you can tell what's going on. You can see, like, you look did. at his face. He's like, "Uh oh, the turtle's coming out of its shell." Oh, yeah, it's fully just in my pants now. The it's turtle's just, it's coming gone. out of its turtle. Yeah. When you saw when you saw his face, you finally knew whether Alvin or the two other chipmunks or Mitch McConnell was getting the best head. <laughs> you finally know. I mean, if any of seen a uh, police academy, the scene where Commandant Lassard goes up to the podium, and there and there's the hooker. Oh, All right, good speech. It's amazing. Like people were saying, oh, is, is he having a stroke? I was like, no, he probably crapped himself because he was back like five minutes later. So he probably didn't. But when you look at him just as a person, the the death just wafting off of him, like his his lips are purple. And of course, if you've ever seen his hands, just nightmarish and he keeps falling over. So it's like he's in a situation where crapping himself in front of 40 people on national television is the best case scenario for his health. Um, then I'd like to talk about um, <laughs> colleagues forced to remind Feinstein to just say I during bill vote. <laughs> when asked to vote on a defense appropriations bill on Thursday, Senator Dianne Feinstein seemed to forget the protocol as she rambled on her about her opinion of the bill, even as Senator Patty Murray and others urged her to just say I. 
I would like to support a yes vote on this. Um, it provides $823 billion. That's an increase of $26 billion for the Defense Department and funds prior- priorities submitted, Feinstein said before she was interrupted by her colleagues. She appeared to finally understand the request and said I loudly as others thanked her. Yeah, <laughs> this is just elder abuse. Like this isn't even them trying to get her through it because well, yeah, senators giving pointless speeches. That's the job. But they're at the point now with this lady where they're just like, just, just a fuck up. If you don't say this, we're not going to give you your pudding. They're just wheeling her out to abuse her. I mean, I mean, like if, if, if that's what her staffers are doing, like the common assumption is just like that her staffers like hid this from everyone. And they, they've just kept this going for the longest time because like they're unsure what their position would be if someone under 300 years old was the Senator from California. But if they've been doing this, specifically because they like keeping her scared and confused, then they're awesome. <laughs> then I really like them. Then they like actually did a great job with all of this. Yeah. Uh, uh, just the other week, uh, Feinstein accidentally voted yes on a Republican amendment to some piece of legislation and had to be told, no, you're actually vote- you're voting no on this, Diane. Uh, at the end of this year, it says... Um, Earlier this year, she was absent for several months while battling shingles, and she suffered severe complications, including swelling of the brain and facial paralysis. She missed over 90 consecutive votes delaying judicial nominees, judicial nominations. The 90-year-old plans to retire in 2024. That's a year from now. <laughs> Fuck off. Reti- get, this is, this cannot go on. This is, oh, it can't it's, 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 it's like, if she wasn't a senator, and she got that diagnosis 99.9% of the time, the doctor is just going like, throw her out. Your grandma's expired. (laughs) (laughs) It's like when you have potatoes that are sprouting, like order, order a new one. Kids, we'll get you a new grandma. This one's over. We're going to get you a new grandma. Yeah. You cannot do shit with this one. Come on. So, okay. You've got, you've got Mitch McConnell, um, just, filling his pants just just losing control of his bowels um yep. you've got diane feinstein just i mean like being had to be prodded with a stick to vote uh, just to say i and then my favorite my like i think my favorite story this week of are the absolute mummies in control of our entire government joe biden's new dog is biting more people <laughs> i love that i i think that, <laughs> i really like it when that happens though like i oh, that's awesome I honestly do find it charming that it just like, like major was like a pretty bad dog, but commander is like Cujo. Yeah, no, he commander is like born to kill. And as Biden gets (laughs) older, the names get less coherent and dumber and the dogs get more violent. (laughs) And you just imagine the white house and it's just these half feral dogs chewing on secret service agents, leaving huge dumps in the Lincoln bedroom. Yeah. But by like, if Biden wins the second term, he'll have like just a wolf, like not even a domesticated one, just a wolf he found in Delaware and he'll name him army and he'll kill, (laughs) he'll kill nine uh, deputy secretaries in the cabinet. And they'll just be like, you know, it's his dog. Like what the fuck do you want us to do? It's 14 serval cats. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Joe Biden will become a Russian Instagram pet owner. Yeah, but like, I'm sorry, those Russians that have bears in there or pumas in their fucking house and shit, they're those wards. animals are well behaved. Those, those animals, like, they're having their Biden teeth brushed. Ward. They're watching TV. They're not biting people. Listen to this shit. Well, they never, uh, bite, the they never bite Joe. Like, you <laughs> yes. never hear, like, Joe mammed by uh, Battleship or whatever the other dog's name is. <laughs> Battleship. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's it's Just always that. happening to other people i actually i a, a a lib i know um had a very funny conspiracy theory that like i told him i really enjoyed he said that he thinks that the secret service agents are they're secretly all republicans and they're goading commander into biting them to make joe look bad which like i don't know if i like agree with that but it was pretty it, that's pretty funny i like that it's very passive aggressive yeah uh, i mean they have they have the evidence of the secret service uh weird secret service relationship to january 6th and you know like all that whole covering up of texts and communications between the secret service guys the secret service guys who just like went to work for trump after he left office 
Yeah. There's clearly, you know, you got to bet those guys probably like Trump more than Biden. So, I mean, at the very least, uh, you can sort of understand why, you know, he's their dog. His dog is using them as chew toys. Uh, but yes, I like the idea that they're just being incredibly uh, passive aggressive bitches and like putting like slathering uh, like bacon grease on their ankles and walking next to commander to see what will happen. Yeah, I, it's like I don't I don't look for like conspiracies that I necessarily agree with or think are plausible. I just like I like something creative, you know? Yeah. Um, Clint Eastwood's character from In the Line of Fire uh, uh, taking phone calls from a dog. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you something, you motherfucker. And he goes, John Malkovich is a dog going, when you ask me who's a good boy, I see you standing over the grave of another dead president. <laughs> I'm going to hit you with a newspaper, you bitch, you piece of shit. <laughs> uh, but like, okay, this is, a, it says, the status of commander Joe Biden's nearly two-year-old German shepherd has been called into question. It was revealed Tuesday that he has taken up the same biting habit that got Major, another one of the president's dogs, banished from the White House. The Bidens had have had a lot of pet drama in the past three years. They moved into the White House with two German shepherds, Champ and Major. Sadly, Champ yeah. passed away and Champ. You're right, Felix. These dog names are just getting more and more generic. Well, no, I love how symbolic that is because Champ is like, that is a normal name for like a shitty, poorly behaved dog. Like that yeah. was like one of Biden's last lucid acts. He named that dog in like 2017. <laughs> but like... Major and command and commander. That's when the wheels start falling off. That's when he starts coming up with names that like you don't really call a dog that. <laughs> and like you, you know, imagine- who's the first dog to die? Champ, the normal dog. Can you imagine how what torture it must be for these Secret Service agents who are basically just cops to not be able to shoot these fucking dogs. Oh my god! Oh my god. god. To go okay, against that, their that- natural instinct to shoot dogs. Holy shit! I've never even i them. I've never even considered that. But ho- oh my god. They're just the veins on their forehead just throbbing. I mean, you know what? Like that actually gives me a lot of confidence in the Secret Service and like and who they recruit and like the screening process because you're right. These guys are all cops. The fact that none of them have domed a single Biden dog or any pet in the White House. Well, we still is just, I mean, I would like to see the autopsy on Champ. I don't know <laughs> that he wasn't shot while like he had a he had a butcher knife between his teeth or something. We don't know. I mean, outside uh, dealing fentanyl and uh, spousal abuse, killing dogs is like cops favorite thing to do. It's true. They love it. You can't get enough of it. And if they can't do it, they get very upset. They get they, they get very testy. Says here. But it turns out Commander was even more determined to disprove the aphorism when a dog bites a man. That is not news because it happens so often. On Thursday, the New York Post broke the news that Commander had bitten a whopping seven people over a four-month period, <laughs> according to records obtained oh by the God. conservative legal group Judicial Watch. Tom Tom Fitton. Fitton. Judicial Tom Watch is, is Tom, on this. That is literally Tom Fitton's group. Tom Fitton yep. is getting the FOIAs on, uh, on Commander's crimes. <laughs> Calvin Coolidge had a pet raccoon in the White House, and it never attacked anybody. This wow. dog has bitten seven fucking agents. Wait Amazing. a second. He's got a pet raccoon. That's just that, that's just having an infestation. That's just having, yeah. <laughs> that's well, just having vermin the, in the White the House. The wild thing is, is that it was sent to them as uh, a fa- Thanksgiving gift with the intent that they were supposed to eat it. By who? By a well-wisher. He's like, here's this raccoon. Have it for Thanksgiving dinner. And was then they're a, like, oh, he's cute. We'll keep him second. in a little cage. Was that a thing ever? Yeah. Eating raccoon as part of Thanksgiving dinner? See, you're revealing yourself to be a coastal elite right now. Thanksgiving raccoon, a classic middle American dish. You Yankees don't know nothing about raccoon. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that that raccoon never bit anybody. Okay, listen to this, though. I mean, Felix, like... uh, Per, per the conspiracy theory that's been passed along by uh, your friend is here. It says the most serious incident occurred on November 3rd, 2022 when commander bit a secret service officer's arm and thigh unprovoked, forcing mm. them to thwart further attacks from behind a steel cart. The white house physician's <laughs> office referred them to a local hospital for treatment. And the agent told the colleague that commander was a menace. Two days after the incident, the attacked agent, whose doctor placed them on restricted duty for three days after their visit to the hospital, emailed the colleague who asked about their recovery. My leg and arm still hurts. He bit me twice and ran at me twice. The fellow Secret Service member wrote back, what a joke. 
if it wasn't their dog, he would have already been put down. Freaking clown needs a muzzle. Okay, so like I, I love I, calling the dog a clown. That part really <laughs> got me. This dog's gone bozo mode. <laughs> you don't have a real, real ring like Commander. No, I, I totally agree with this. Now, these are this is Secret Service agents provoking the dog and, and making it attack other people. I yeah. don't think it's very fitting, though, that this story comes out the same day that uh, like Hunter Biden is getting his sweetheart deal on his charges. Apparently, yeah, that, 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 how, that fell like, through. But by, by, yeah, but no, it fell the, through and the, then they then it, then they redid it. Like it was yeah. just like there was some issue over the gun oh, charges okay. being part of the plea. The deal, judge was like, it, what the fuck? This is too good a deal. And they're like, it's fine. They did the they did the Freemason. Like they said, Tubal Cain tour. And he's like, all right, never mind. <laughs> Jubilon. Yeah. Uh, but no, like th- that's what Biden is there for. It's not for the money because he's classic. He's famously broke relative to his power position. It's just to and en- use his power and influence to endlessly indulge feral members of his family, both uh, human and animal. <laughs> yeah. I, w- I was talking to a friend about this and how the the comparisons between the dogs and Hunter are offer themselves. But I would also say uh, the comparisons between the dogs and the America that Biden uh, <laughs> pre- uh, yeah. presides over. Just a That's big feral, feral animal shit. that he like barely tolerates and are in the point of our decline where we're basically like, ah, just let them run around for a bit and they'll yeah. get suckered out. <laughs> <laughs> I like um speaking of like members of Joe Biden's family, I like Biden's brother who just looks like a slightly fatter Biden. Like he yes. looks like if Ralph Bellamy was playing Joe Biden. Yes. <laughs> also hilariously crooked. Yeah. His uh, yeah, yeah, his he, his He's the one getting money off this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um Joe yeah, Joe Biden's brother is he is the reason that we associate pocket squares with untrustworthiness. <laughs> uh Marjorie Taylor Greene. We need to see the full we blown see up the photos. On the we need to see the full blown of Hunter Biden the doing the uh, peanut butter trick guy. with uh, the dog army, army <laughs> navy, the dog, and then also, but show it to one of the alien greys and the Lisa Ann clones. Yes. But like, I I bring up like like I said like the crypt keepers who are running politics in this country, just doddering, just soiling themselves on a regular basis as their pets wreak havoc. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like this is a, this is a common trope. But consider, consider if you will, the state of political operatives in the under thirty set. Oh boy! And I bring that up. To uh, get to this week's edition of the DeSantis fail train, uh, firing a third of his staff, including all of his like uh, griper adjacent uh, uh, political operatives, and the one everyone's talking about is this guy Nate uh, Nate Nate Hockman. And I'm just saying, like, okay, yeah, we are ruled by the completely senile, but look at the fucking competence among the people whose brains <laughs> are supposedly in the prime of their life. Did you guys follow this? Uh, the, uh, the the guy who who was sharing videos from a, a Twitter account called DeSantis Fan Cam. Which he were, were, he were based in Fashwave, even though he was the one creating the videos, which is like, that's Sun Tzu, Machiavelli, Art of War, the Prince level politic campaign shit. But um, this is like, I mean, it's just, it's an occasion where like, where this shit keeps happening. And it seems like the like the the GOP media and sort of their press operation just keeps having to have this, this, why do all these homosexuals keep sucking my cock moment when it comes to like 4chan Nazi imagery and uh, based griperism? But like, uh, yeah, they fired this uh, Nate, Nate Hockman guy who's like, he's one of these like wonder kids who's like 17 years old and he's been like in the New York Times 50 fucking times. And uh, like I, most of what I could tell about his output previously was just uh, being like sort of indignantly saying like, you can't just call all right-wingers fascists or not and there you go but he got a little too based he flew a little too close to the sonorant and now he is plummeting <laughs> back to earth he but didn't like, know what it meant though he didn't know what it oh, he had right. no idea what the symbol was he don't know no better he's just a boy he's just a boy come on now yeah it says an aide to ron DeSantis who created and shared a video featuring a symbol used by nazis and white supremacists was fired from the florida governor's republican presidential campaign the firing of nate hockman a former staff writer at the conservative national review was first reported by semaphore 
DeSantis told uh, official told reporters, Nate Hockman is no longer with the campaign and we will not be commenting on him further. Hockman, whose Twitter account is headed with a quote from the British philosopher Roger Scrunton, Scrutton, <laughs> good things are easily destroyed, but not easily created, did not comment. R.I.P. The video itself, um, one such clip reported by uh, our friend uh, Edner Germentum uh, played audio of a man calling DeSantis fascist and spliced footage of DeSantis alongside footage of Nazis and Italian dictator Benito Mussolini over a backing track of EDM music. It's cool. That's a yeah. cool thing. <laughs> That's going to get your suburban uncle to vote for DeSantis. Definitely. But like, I mean, the problem you know, here is uh, for everyone. It's college. College melts your brain one way or the other. You either uh, absorb the the like hysterical lib uh, worldview, or you are negatively polarized into just being a completely antisocial uh, turd person. Either way, you are not fit for regular society, and you cannot function in such. And your Benham pointed out like a another thing that another wrinkle to the story that I like because like the 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 story itself is like kind of whatever. This sort of happens to like every campaign. They get a guy who's just like a little too internet. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's happened to every campaign since 2008 at least. Um, but he pointed out that um, the guy like running most of the DeSantis op is this dude, Ed Rollins, who is, yes. you know, the other side of the DeSantis team, unindicted Iran-Contra co-conspirators. <laughs> and I love thinking about Ed Rollins. Um, he just has to wake up screaming every day. Because he was born in 1943, worked for HW, worked on the 80, ran like the 84 Reagan reelection team. And going from that, going from like winning Che Guevara's gold filling in a poker game with Poppy to like all his underlings are 22 year old groipers who like need their mom to bring asthma medicine to the office or they'll die. (laughs) I really like thinking about the culture clash in that office. But yeah, like he, another one of these sort of like cool kids, young conservatives. And I was just like, like searching around like the New York Times archive for like previous mentions of Nate Hockman. And I found I found this piece, um, which was uh, how the Claremont Institute became a nerve center of the American right. And it says here, uh, Nate Hockman, a 24 year old fellow at National Review, told me that the editors of American Mind were the only ones who were willing to reach into the goo of the fever swamp of young right wing Internet circles and parse the completely crazy stuff from the understandable or verging on legitimate stuff and extend a hand and be like, come with us instead. No other conservative institution was willing to do that. And oh then they go God. on to talk about Every, Michael Anton's the- effect. <laughs> Everyone's the Mike fucking Lake. same person. It just like like he's it's the same thing as like people in 2017. We're extremely online. Don't go too crazy looking at this stuff. <laughs> Don't be afraid to go into the goo. And it's like it's like yeah, people people have like met racist Catholics before. This uh, Nate Hockman's Jewish actually, which is pretty funny considering <laughs> all, the, uh, all the all the outright Nazi imagery. He seems to have no familiarity with whatsoever. But um. Uh, there's another thing. Here. The other, the other, the other hit I remember from uh, Nate Hockman is um, he was on that uh, like Twitter Spaces with uh, Nick Fuentes, and he says here, uh, he said he said of uh, Trump having dinner with him. Uh, he said here uh, he had gotten a lot of kids based with his approach to politics. Mm. <laughs> And you know what, though? I, I By the way, I just saw a clip of uh, Nick Fuentes criticizing the new Bar- Barbie movie because he said it was all Jewish deconstruction and not enough dance numbers and songs. And I guess like <laughs> I, I guess what I'm wondering here is like the fact that they can't really start the engine on this blood and soil culture war. Just like, first of all, Florida is the most sus state in America. I mean, it looks mm-hmm. like a dick. And just like all of DeSantis's uh, like female tendencies, like getting in car crashes and hiring hot young college guys and stuff like that. I mean, it's uh, a little it's a little fruity for sure. There's a little Ernst Rom to it, but more specifically than that, it's just no pussy getting racism. That's the thing. Like, obviously, racism is not going to hurt you necessarily with a specifically, especially with a Republican electorate, but. If it's racism that comes from just never getting laid, which this stuff obviously does, that's not going to appeal to regular people who seek that as like not, you know, proof that you're actually, you know, weak, but actually, you know, a thing that you would want to do. 
And this, for now, that's still the majority, but we'll see in the future. I mean, like, I guess this is what I'm talking about. Like, uh, the, the, one, of, one of the videos, it says here, on one recent move that drew intense blowback, including from Republicans, was the campaign sharing of a bizarre video on Twitter that attacked Mr. Trump as too friendly to LGBTQ people and showed Mr. DeSantis with lasers coming out of his eyes. The cool. video drew a range of denunciation, with some calling it homophobic and others calling it homoerotic before it was deleted. <laughs> It's just like it's it's confused. It's like it's like it's hard. Like I'm just saying, like like their messaging is. It's like it's not simple. It doesn't add up. He's trying to bring Bolsonarismo to America. Is what he's doing. He's trying to bring that Bolsonaro combination of homoeroticism and homophobia. Well, we're not Brazil, okay? Not yet. (laughs) Not yet. Um, I don't. I don't think DeSantis. Like, yeah, I don't really think it's that he scans is like gay. It's more like more like just like a fat child that's yeah. more what it is just like a, one of those of like kids type guy one of those kids that like always has gross scabs and is complaining all the time one of those kids that like goes to a birthday party and is like do you have like a separate cupcake for me i have allergies i might die if you give me a regular cupcake he's got like a fudgicle stuck in the back of his hair yeah you see my point like about how we're like I, I know we love to make fun of the fact that um basically all our political leaders are like ninety years old and their brains are like heading for the exit. But the young people really don't have what it takes to run a political nope. campaign. I mean or, the twenty government. On the on the Democratic side, the, the twenty twenty election proved that. They had this whole new shining, spanking new array of uh next gen Obamas and people were like, fuck all of them. Get them out yeah. of here. Yeah, we yeah, hate yeah, them. Yeah. Throw them in the fucking trash. We would rather have just the fucking shambling corpse of Joe Biden and his legion of hellhounds than any of these people. Is it is it is it a problem? I mean, I don't know. Is it a problem? But like it it continually keeps being a problem for the GOP that like anyone in in geopolitics under the age of 30 is a based griper. And like that's just like that's that's their farm team. That's who they that's who the ranks that they're drawing from. And And like as as they have these perpetual like hissy fits about like you can't call us Nazis or fascists. And like, look, I, I feel like we've talked about this on the show. I like these people are clearly uh, Nazi adjacent. They they get they themselves get a kick out of all the Sonoran stuff and the death's head. And they like they like freaking out the libs of it. But like, I just cannot call someone who like went to Harvard and works at the Claremont Institute like a Gestapo member because that, that means like I'm afraid of them or like I just it invests in them like uh, a level of scariness that like look I'm I know I know the power that they wield in society is frightening and certainly the direction it's going in but it's just like I don't I don't agree in crediting these people too much in their own self-image I know they hate being called Nazis by the media but in their group chats they all fucking get off on it they all they all love it yeah and right, like, right. The Claremont Institute and by the way, the Claremont Institute in particular is like the Francisco Franco Appreciation Society. So like, you know, like just turn just you, you can't you can't have it both ways. You can't be a halfway crook when it comes to this shit. Right. That's all. That's always been the thing, like the comparison to stormtroopers or um, just like the Fry Corps. Like they, they were they were hard in World War One veterans who like were just ready to die out there. That's not yeah. really these people. These are people who are like. You know, they're on the other side of complaining about cafeteria food. Exactly. Yeah. They had to endure a Bon Me protest. Yeah. <laughs> when they were an undergrad and it scarred them for life. But yeah, the, like the, the, the difference between these type of young creeps and the Democrats, young creeps is just like the emojis they'll use in the emails to order a bunch of uh, refugees set on fire somewhere, you know, whether they're going to be like regretful about it publicly or whether they're going to be like, ah, this is epic. But they're going to be signing off on the same policies either way. Yeah, no, it's I mean, I feel like I don't know. I feel like they established the marriage of that when uh, Mike Lee made his Twitter account based Mike Lee. Mm-hmm. Like, that's enough of a concession for these people. Well, I mean, like whether they're whether they're young Francoist gripers or not. I mean, the DeSantis did just let go a third of his campaign staff. Yeah, and- always a good sign. <laughs> And we're getting and we're getting articles with headlines like DeSantis camps DeSantis camp briefs donors pledges to let Ron be Ron. And like it is a terrible sign for any political campaign when they're just That's like never worked. We're, we're gonna let the candidate be the candidate and like he's just we're gonna take him off book and we're just gonna get out there and he's gonna really be himself. 
That is a recipe for disaster for any candidate. But for Ron DeSantis, telling him to just be himself is just about the worst advice. That does not inspire confidence at all. I mean, mean like the guy who just stared at the back of the seat in front of him on a seven hour flight to Israel, that that guy. Yeah, That's the authentic self you want to put out there for him. The only way that Ron has gotten anywhere in his life at any juncture is by not being Ron. Yeah. Yeah. He got elected governor of Florida by just telling everyone uh, Trump. You know that guy, Trump. I'm that guy. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah. He, I'm like, I, he likes me. That commercial where he's like reading from Trump's book to his baby. Like, oh, oh man. Wall, Trump, Trump, Trump. That was it. He's just a fucking parasite off of Trump. He had no individual personality. They picked him out of the fucking phone book and threw him up there. I honestly understand why Trump is so pissed at him because it is just like the least amount of loyalty and uh, gratitude you could possibly show because he is nowhere without him. Uh, other than like J.D. Vance, I can't think of anybody who would be would be more fucked without just having the Trump magic anointed on him temporarily. Just drifting off off the trip, riding that big truck into the sunset. I had yeah. such a good life. And I, 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 I feel like, yeah, his most recent electoral performance is impressive. But it's like, I kind of feel like in retrospect, Florida would have just gone deep red kind of no matter what. Like, it, just, yeah, I mean, it, was, he, it was the difference between whether it was him or like some other guy. Yeah, like the, 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 like you saw in the last few years, like basically the time of his first term, this huge geographic sorting start, especially for retirees to just like pick the uh, the political environment they wanted to live under in their dying days. And the Florida just became, for a number of reasons that had nothing to do with DeSantis, the uh, choice of the most reactionary old people in this country. Yeah. DeSantis is, of course, also making uh, national headlines as his as the PragerU approved educational standards for the state of Florida begin to take effect. And you know what? Um, slavery? Not that bad, you know, or at least it, like it taught it, skills. It, it taught skills. It taught important skills like blacksmithing and being uh, mending garments. I just want to bring back Alan Bloom and say, hey. They're fucking showing kids YouTube videos in school in Florida. How, how, how about that? Uh, how's the American mind doing, buddy? Just fucking YouTube videos as as curriculum. It's just it. Yeah. Everyone has stopped to give even a scintilla of a shit. You know, like I, I, everyone, everyone glommed on to the, the thing about how the educational standards described, quote, uh, the personal benefit of and developed skills that slavery gave black people. And I'm just like. I mean, the obvious thing everyone's pointed out is like, when would they have the opportunity to take advantage of these skills they're being taught? Like, I don't know, open up a store, become a small business owner. Um, but like, I, I like it's it's clear what they're doing here with slavery. But like, I just wondering, like, where are the where, like where where's Nate where the where are the Nate Hockmans to like redirect? Where are the Nate Hockmans to come up with the standards for how to teach the Holocaust? Like, you know, <laughs> it also taught some pretty useful skills to the people uh, who suffered from it. I mean, yeah, you would. We wouldn't have uh, uh, some fine literature like the the Primo Levi and and such. Like, yeah, they never would have become literary uh, stars without the Holocaust. Danny I Green. Mean, Danny just, Green never would have done it one time. <laughs> <laughs> That's less important though, because like the whole the whole point of whole yeah, we didn't do arguing, the Holocaust, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. The whole point of this is about how are we supposed to feel about our past, and really like how we're supposed to feel about our current position. And like, this is absurd, obviously, but there is something that they're, that the right is going to win that is going to be like a real um, advantage here is because if we're assuming, and we are, that nothing is going to change about anything, then the choice to uh, just feel bad about our history is not for a lot of people intuitive. Like, well, well then why should we just feel bad? And that I think for a lot of liberals, it's just assumed that that is like character building somehow, that it's good to feel bad about things, good to feel guilty. But I think it's a, it's a strong pitch to be like, why? Don't feel bad. It's fine. The slaves learned how to knit. Don't worry about it. It was a tutorial level. Yeah. <laughs> if, if nothing else is going to change... If we're not actually talking about addressing any of this and it's purely how we're supposed to feel, then holy crap, why not feel good? Here's the one well, good all the time. 
they said DeSantis said about the educational standards. They're probably going to show that some of the folks that eventually parlayed, you know, being a blacksmith into doing things later in life. I, I love, I love, this is like when Obama called terrorists folks. I love when, it's like the most dehumanizing thing a politician can ever do is refer to you as folks. Folks. The, the folks who died in the gas chambers at Auschwitz. And I think it's like very clear, like, you know, like the, the Prager you or the, or these educational standards. I think you're exactly right, Matt. I think it's about like, if not like shielding, then like reorienting, like how mostly white students feel about uh, historical evils perpetrated by America. But it's not so much about like not feeling bad. I think this is offering a, something a little bit more nefarious, which is like, not only should you not feel bad about it, which like I agree with, I don't think you feel personally guilty about, you know, like anything you didn't personally do. Uh, but at the same time, I think it's also like it, it's very clear that Avenue is being opened up to like you can actually feel pretty good about it because, you know, they learned how to be a blacksmith or like any historical injustice perpetrated by America, whether it's the slave trade or Indian removal or anything like that was done with good intentions. Yeah. And also the rest of the world did just just as evil things. So like yeah. it's, it's not as so slavery was an internship to, program. Yeah. It would be one thing if it was just sanitizing the past to make sure no one feels bad or has has to confront any potentially upsetting feeling. But I think I think they're kind of cultivate the feeling that actually all of American history is good. And, you know, like there's a silver lining to every cloud. Yeah. For every a thousand slaves, there was one blacksmith who went on to parlay that to something uh, to an exciting career later in life uh, you know, after the Emancipation Proclamation. Yeah. So that's a, that's a, that's the DeSantis bell train. But I think we have to ask ourselves, as we see break news breaking today, that uh, Donald Trump is facing yet another indictment that's soon to drop any minute now, and that Rudy Giuliani has basically given up everything, <laughs> has, just, uh. has spilled everything, and has like told prosecutors that he knowingly lied about two uh, Georgia poll workers that were probably featured in Dinesh D'Souza's movie. Uh, he's going to get disbarred, but like, I mean, the way Giuliani and Bernard Carrick are acting right now, it's like, would you say, Felix, his team ain't solid right now? No, yeah, I mean... He's got gunners everywhere. Yeah, Donald Trump is young thug. Rudy is gonna. This is <laughs> this is the Y... I mean, it's in Georgia. It's the YSL trial all over again. These hoes like, just simply are not loyal. But yeah, I, I, I feel like I called it with Rudy because, um, you know, it was like, my, my lawyer's a beast <laughs> right after he gets home, <laughs> after an 80-point <laughs> indictment. <laughs> I was just joking, yeah. but that's literally what happened. Yeah. I mean, uh, he never pays them, you know, like yeah. he's just kind of begging for this to happen. Like he doesn't do anything to, he, he, he talks all the time about how loyalty is the most important thing, but it's always a one way street, you know, and that's, this is where you end up. And like, we've talked before about how the, um, the Georgia case against them is probably the, probably the best and best indictment that they can have against this guy. Cause it literally is just him. Like, Openly, um, supporting the votes. The, find the votes for me. Come on, uh, find some the, votes. The, the theft votes. of a democratic election, while saying to everyone that, like, yeah, everything I'm saying is not true. It's BS. Yeah. Do you know? Um. Okay. Here's another fun connection. Do you know who his lawyer is for the Georgia case? Trump's. Yeah, Drew Drew Feindling, who King Vaughn's lawyer. Um, like. Lawyer really? for like Trump and King most Vaughn have of the same for, for mo <laughs> That's for, awesome. Yeah, for most of Migos, he's their lawyer. Like he's like the rap lawyer, and he took he took Trump's case. Um, it caused some consternation because he's like you know he's like a vaguely liberal guy. That's part of his public image. But he said he took it on free speech grounds and compared like Trump being indicted for the phone calls to like putting a oh, rapper like on trial for indicted, lyrics. Yeah. Which wow. is hilarious. When I said find me twenty thousand votes, I was just freestyling. I yeah. was spinning bars. <laughs> I was like I Trump doing like ad libs and stuff. Be like, we're making America great again. Stolen election, two thousand yeah. mules. <laughs> By the way, uh, Felix, I don't know if you saw this, but speaking of Dinesh D'Souza, did you see that motherfucker interviewing Larry Sinclair, the Obama limo blowjob guy, like yesterday? Wait, Larry's back. Larry is Larry Larry's Sinclair back. is back. Larry's back. Larry Larry's Sinclair. Back. I saw an interview. Dinesh D'Souza. I'd be like, I think this is a recent interview. Dinesh D'Souza just interviewed Larry Sinclair and Larry Sinclair was spilling all the beans. And he was just like, I got in the limo. Um, I, I was I was smoking. I was smoking a joint. And Obama was snorting. 
And then I performed oral sex on him. <laughs> this is later. I showed up. Day. Later, I showed up in his hotel room and performed <laughs> oral sex on him. And Dinesh D'Souza's giving him like the Tucker Carlson dog who's just been shown a magic trick look and just going, <laughs> tell, tell me more. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, I, this is the best news I've heard in a while. Um, I, there's no one, no one I like, like Larry. He's yeah. Larry ruled. He was probably the best conservative. Like all the other people who followed him suck. It's all stuff like, you know, I worked in the FBI and I saw Nellie Orr lied about an indictment. But he's the only one who's like, I blew the president in Peoria. <laughs> I sucked him off. Wait, yeah. wait, Chris, I just dropped the clip in the uh, the chat. Can we bring it up? I need to share this with Felix. We had a few drinks. Uh, I had made some comments about warning Coke. So we got in the limo and left and we started drinking. I started snorting. He started smoking. I actually put my hand on his knee and started to rub up his thigh. <laughs> And I performed oral sex on Barack Obama. The following day, I actually get a knock on my hotel room door in Gurney, Illinois, only to find Barack Obama standing in front of it. He had actually come back for seconds. I performed oral sex on him in the hotel room. Humble brag. Yeah, my head is that good. Felix, 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 please tell me you've gotten top in Gurney, Illinois. That's that is my favorite part (laughs) about it. Is like I got sucked off while going down the American Eagle at Six Flags. Like I, my favorite aspect about all Larry's stories is like, like I love the bragging aspect of it because that's always been a part of it. Like my head game was so good that I've been sucking. <laughs> He's like Obama. superhead for, yeah. for Democratic politicians. <laughs> he was basically like telling all these conservatives in 2008, like I just stopped sucking Obama. Like literally, <laughs> I was so good at it that like. Hold on, do you, have they, a, do you have a cup I can spit in real quick? Yeah, I like. They just made me stop sucking Obama. They like ever since he's been running for president, like they've been like, Larry, you have to stop blowing him. You're too good. You're distracting him. But the secondary aspect I love is he's always naming the shittiest Illinois towns like Obama was a millionaire by the time all this happened. And he's always Obama in these stories is always driving three and a half hours to like Gurney or like. (laughs) Or like Lyle, Illinois, to get sucked by Larry. He got sucked That's how in good all his head four, was. <laughs> he got sucked in all four of the quad cities. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like every time like the first time he told the story, he said that he was in a limo in Peoria and blew Obama, which is like the most conspicuous thing you could do in Peoria. <laughs> Driving a limo through Peoria. <laughs> yeah. Like there, there's not been it's a like limo the Duke on those of New three. York and escape from New York rolling up in the fucking disco balls. <laughs> Everything else is on fire. <laughs> yeah. If I saw, if I was in, in Peoria in 2007 and saw a limo there, I would be like, Obama is getting sucked off in there. That would be my first guess. <laughs> Just because it's such an unusual sight. Um, but yeah, he keeps adding shittier Illinois towns. That's that's uh, I, I love the video. The video is in that neo TikTok style. The the this yeah. with the words flashing across the, the 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 screen and like the harsh truth music. It's usually the presentation where you, that you see Andrew Tate videos in. But for this, it's just like I was the best at giving head to Obama. No, it's never been it's better like, at blowing Obama than me. It's like the uh, like the Osama bin Laden night. And it's like everyone's in the room but Obama. You got like Axelrod, Timothy Geithner, Larry Summers. And they're just like, we got to stop. We got to stop this Larry Sinclair guy. His head game is too <laughs> strong. It's fucking up our agenda. Yeah. We got to get Obama back on track. We got to get him to bail out the banks. But he's too busy getting his dick sucked by this fucking bald man in Illinois. <laughs> it was it was like uh, Paul Servito telling Henry Hill to stop seeing his side piece. <laughs> <laughs> you have to stop can't getting sucked it. by you know, Larry. Can't have it. Can't have it. Can't have it, Obama. I mean, you gotta I know, do what I know. you gotta do. Timothy Geithner going, I know just what to tell Larry Sinclair. It'll be just like when you have it together, it'll be beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> He's, gr- I'm really happy. Like, 
I hope Larry gets a second life. I hope he like gets some money. Out I hope of he gets this. Tucker Carlson's show on Fox. This Jesse Water guys is this Jesse Waters guys is ass. Jesse He's Waters. Larry Summers on there. Jesse Just Waters. Every night it's sucks. a new story about a different Democratic politician. He's if he off. said that he sucked <laughs> Hunter off, he might be able to run for president in twenty twenty eight. Oh my god! Imagine, imagine. I mean, like, there's a good chance he did. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, like, I don't really believe the Obama shit, but uh, I kind of do. I honestly, do. I think yeah, Obama's gay with it. No, I, but but if Obama was gay with it, Obama wouldn't be getting sucked off in Gurney. No, I it's not. It's not like a John tweet. It wouldn't be would like one of very, those uh, tasteful, like uh, uh, Pete Buttigieg gay sex. I know he would not be getting blown uh, on the demon. Yeah, we're, <laughs> yeah, like. Hunter is the type of guy to have gotten sucked off by Larry and not yeah. remember it. Not he would be all. like yeah. uh, Matthew Perry or not Matthew Perry, um, uh, Joey in in uh, episodes. If you've ever seen that show, <laughs> oh, I haven't. Wait, is that like Matt so playing good. himself? Yeah, that show's so good. Okay, shout I out to that show. Out. It's very very funny. I mean, sorry. Before we got uh, uh, derailed by uh, the awesome stories about Obama getting head from Larry Sinclair, I guess my question is: I, oh, I, I know the judicial system moves slow, but like Trump is facing like a dozen indictments that are all very serious. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, some of them. I mean, the, like, well, the first I, one is like nothing. Yeah, but the the, yeah. the Georgia thing might like, be something. But, but I mean, like I, we said about the Southern District of New York one, like that that was the the quote unquote nothing burger. Or there's a very good chance he's going to skate on that. But each new one that gets announced is like even more. It's like really seems really bad for him. It seems like pretty serious shit. I think he'll yeah. run. It's fine. He'll run for president. Well, and then, and then pardon himself. And then he'll pardon himself. It's not. Well, it's the, the sort of a, a to B. No problem. I mean, like you talked about Ron DeSantis just drifting off Trump as part of his let Ron be Ron rebrand. He's just coming out now and saying, I'll pardon Donald Trump when I'm president. God, cock. Oh, my God. You should know, say I'm going to execute said, that bitch. Yeah, no, I'm going to. Yeah, I'm going to kill his ass. I'm, he, I'm sending him to ADX Supermax. Like nothing would do it. Nothing would do it for Ron. But it's just like it's just so fucking weak. It's, it's like, so craven. It's like Trump has nonstop been like. I bet there's going to be a story coming out about Ron molesting a 15 year old boy. <laughs> and Ron's like, I may not agree with him, but I'll pardon him for all crimes past and future. If I win, it's just so fucking, it's the same thing as like giving over his uh, presidential announcement to Elon. There's just something yeah. always oh, so yeah. weak it's just about basic, him. Yeah. But natural beta, instinctive beta. Yeah. In every, in every relationship. I remember the, some fucking political genius sort of op-ed, uh, saying that uh, DeSantis needs to reboot the campaign and have a big two-part speech where the first part is uh, defending Trump, saying Trump's awesome and uh, saying uh, Trump is great. And then the second part talking about how he needs to go past Trump and do better than him. It's like, how is that? Hasn't he been doing that work? I mean, no, like more <laughs> like, like an explicit, oh. like, uh, you know, ordering of priorities and even then he's imagining him talking about trump first the most the stuff people yep. will listen to the most nobody's gonna listen after however get the fuck out of here nerd um uh, and then uh this also did float the idea of appointing rfk jr to head either the cdc or fda which i think would be awesome <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. that's a reason to vote for or at least to support ron DeSantis. is just yeah. like think of the fun that he, that he could have with that get all the new shit yeah Get those bioweapons. I want some bioweapons. I want the time travel drug. I saw I some, want yeah. slow-mo from Dredd. Philip K. Dick. Or, yeah, Judge Dredd. I yeah. saw someone say um, they were an aggrieved DeSantis supporter, and they said, Ron DeSantis in uh, fucking 2022 never would have gotten within in a, a, a centimeter of RFK. And it's like, it's like this is too far for you. <laughs> like all every like every bill that Ron DeSantis passed before this was just like every like flavor of the week thing that was talked about on the Ben Shapiro show. But like yeah. RFK is just too unserious for you. I mean, I agree. Oh, yeah. it, does, it does show like a level of desperation, but it, it it's as stupid as anything else he's involved in. Yeah. Uh, the covid bioweapon was actually specifically targeted to people who learned blacksmithing and seamstress tech skills. <laughs> All right. Uh, you want to leave it there for today? Sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, quick reminder, Canada, 
Toronto, Montreal. We're doing shows there August 17th and August 19th. We are crossing the border, going up north. And I think really, I'm hoping to, with these two live shows, launch the official annexation of Canada by America. Yeah, I'm getting I mean, tired it's inevitable. Of this Might as well get it started. Let's get it. We're coming let's get for it over the soft now. wood. We're coming the for fresh, the fresh, fresh water. water. It's yeah. happening. And like, just lie back it'll and be let fine. It it'll be fine. You guys want to be, you guys are already Don't worry American. About it. Yeah, exactly. We're just going to get the use, the unnecessary use out of your fucking words. And hey, Anglophone Canadians, we're going to make the frog speak English. Well, that's going to be hilarious. You're going to love at that. Gun, at, at gunpoint. At gunpoint. <laughs> yeah, like with the, 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 the U.S. Marines are going yep. to make them speak English. Yep. We're going um, to so yeah, like, English into them. You guys will love it. You can watch it on uh, on the CBC. Uh, yeah. So uh, Canada, we'll be making our pitch to for you to join voluntarily uh, the United States. And uh, I think I will also be reviewing some of Canada's more. Uh, Canada does bat out of its weight class in terms of its media exports, you know, like comedians, for instance. But you have some truly grotesque media shitheads up there as well that I'm really looking forward into diving into and sharing with uh to be basically telling you what you already know but you know this is from my outsider's perspective uh there's some great canadian pundits that i'm sure will be lambasting with our sideways ironic view of the world so yeah chopotraphouse.com slash live tickets available for toronto and montreal we hope to see you there gentlemen till next time bye bye